hello and welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Nyker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. What's up? Oh, and this is episode 47. 47. We're getting up there. Um, you know, I feel like when we get into the hundreds, we can't really talk about our age anymore. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll have to like reference like a moment in time, like a hundred years ago or like, mm-hmm. oh my God, how crazy was the world a hundred and six years ago when it's like our hundred and sixth yeah. episode. Yeah. And by the time we're at our hundredth episode, like things are going to be like wild. We're going to have our own studio. <laughs> um, like That'd be amazing. It's going to be like a bumping Patreon or whatever. Like things are just going to be great. Yeah. I love that. Full disclosure to everyone listening. I'm very sick in case you're like, why does Catherine sound like that? Um, very sick, not COVID thankfully, but just a very, very bad cold, you know, got the antibiotics, the whole bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was reminiscing about um, banana medicine. Mm. Do you remember? And yeah, like, I love that shit. Who does it? And like, who decided that our antibiotics shouldn't taste like fake bananas anymore? Like, some, that's what I want to know. Some big pharma coward. You know, what coward. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. like, I'm so nostalgic for that flavor. It's crazy, and. And maybe like there's too many chemicals in the fake banana thing or like it has that like 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 number six yellow dye that like gives everyone cancer or something. I mm. I, I don't know. But I mean, they got to find a way to bring that back. Yeah, because I am over my antibiotics not tasting like anything. Yeah, someone needs to sort it out and someone needs to sort it out quick. Yeah, because I mean, I know I sound like this, but I still have some taste. And I would like my antibiotics to taste not like real bananas because I can eat a banana. I want my antibiotics to taste like fake banana. Hey, and guess what? Bring back baby food while you're at it. Oh, God, I'm going to try so hard not to cough through this thing. I have a throat lozenge. I have several throat lozenges with me, but it's just, you know, when yeah. I laugh, I cough now. Yeah. So that that is a measure, a measuring stick for me. If I'm doing good, you're coughing. Yeah. That's how I feel about like my mom when she laughs. If she starts coughing, then I know I really made her laugh because mm-hmm. that's just what old people do when they laugh. They cough. Yeah. It's intense. It's too much pressure on the lungs. Yeah. It's too much. God, that's going to be so miserable when I get to that age because I'm so funny. No, when you get to that age, you're going to be like the best <laughs> podcaster that ever lived. And Wow. So many years of experience. Yeah. It's true. But then I'll, ne- I'll desperately need an intern to upload it because I won't know how to do it anymore. Yes. yeah. Things will advance a- so much. I'll just be like, I need, I need a kid to put this up there. Yeah. I feel that way now, honestly. Yeah. We'll, we'll need a Gen Z in the mix, you know? A Gen Z. We're going to need a Gen whatever the next one is or the one after. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know. We we've run out of letters. Shout out to uh old buddy Luke Gordon Field, who uh has a joke about how Gen Z very much implies that it's the last generation. Sure. And we all know it, and that's why we named them Gen Z, because it's like Yikes. where do you even go from there? That's funny though. Yeah, that's uh kind of scary. It's not true. 
Yeah. Maybe that's we'll not do actually like, true. Maybe we'll do like the bra thing where it's like double A. Gen dub Gen double A. Gen double A. Gen double B. I don't know. They might just need a name. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there was like the great generation, boomers, and then they just started doing the letters. Yeah. And then um I don't I don't think they ever named generations before that. Before the great generation. Yeah, I mean, I think generations are sort of a concept anyways, right? Like, I don't know if it's like a universally agreed upon thing. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, they had bigger problems back then. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to a WNBA podcast. Yeah, we, we this is some <laughs> solid riffing, though, you know? Yeah, welcome, really... welcome, everyone. Look, I really enjoyed this. Um, okay, we've got amazing things coming up for you this month. Um, we have the WNBA season starting. We have Freddie and I attending our first ever game here in Toronto, Mm -hmm. uh, May 13th. That's very exciting. We have an exclusive interview, which I'm just going to tease right now, which is going to be super exciting. I don't know if that's going to be a bonus episode. I think we should do it as a bonus episode. I think so. I think it's going to be different than our other episodes. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to tease either, but it's it's a big deal. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're super excited. And honestly, thank you everyone for listening for your support because that's also very much helped us get to the point where we can have exclusive interviews. So thank you. And um, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, So let's talk about this WNBA season starting. You know, we have a lot of teams are really excited to see and maybe some teams are not so excited to see. Mm -hmm. And Freddie posed the question, who are we the most and least excited for uh, heading into the season? Freddie, let's start with you. Yeah. So um, uh, this is really good article on uh, CBS uh, sports um, by Jack Maloney. Uh, A lot of it's uh, about uh, Elena Deladon coming back and sort of um, being healthy and being available to play without rest, which is really awesome. But um, yeah, I think the thing uh, that stood out to me the most in the article is just how there, there are angles on every team. So I'm going to, I'm going to not say the, I think obvious answers, which are the aces and uh, the, and the Liberty. So the two super teams, Um, but I am, I think it's still a pretty obvious answer. Uh, the team that I'm most excited to watch and see play for such a, a, a massive amounts of reasons uh, is the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, I really want, like, I really want to see Griner play. I really want to see Tarasi play. Um, Skylar Diggins Smith, uh, this new coach. Uh, I think there's quite a bit going on, and I think Phoenix has the potential to be really good. Um, and yeah, I just. I, I, I can't remember anything like this in sports in the time that I've been like a, a, a huge sports fan and particularly basketball. Like I've never witnessed anything like this. So I'm going to be tuning into so many Phoenix Mercury games and yeah, you know, beyond, I think it being emotional with, with Griner, I think the team's going to be good and it's going to be exciting basketball. Okay. Freddie. Well, first of all, welcome to the Phoenix Mercury um, we're happy to have you. 
I'm not. Hey, it's not my team, though. You know, I'm not rooting for them. But you saw what I did there. I saw. I saw. Um. Honestly, well played. Okay, that's fine. We'll give you till next episode to pick who your team is going to be this season. But you're going to have to pick one. I Um, I promise. And honestly, like, I agree with your answer. You know, obviously, the Aces and the Liberty are going to be the ones to watch. But outside of those two, I agree. It is the Mercury. You know, watching Brittany come back is going to be huge. But aside from that, I'm going through this phase. Sorry, it's actually really hard to talk right now. No, it's all good. I'm going through this phase where, like, I need to watch the greats play. Yeah. Before they go. Mm-hmm. <coughs> We got Tarasi. You know what I mean? God, this is the worst episode ever. I don't even know if I can finish, honestly, but I'll try. This is Catherine's flu game. If you're <laughs> if, if you're listening, this is for real. It's not an act. No, this is really hard. Um, I thought I'd be better at this than I am currently. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh God. Okay. Yes, so I'm going through a phase where I need to watch the greats play. And that includes Tarasi. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. we went through it last year with Sue Bird and Sylvia Fowles, like, leading the game. Maybe it has to do with my own age, where I'm just, like, learning to appreciate people more. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's how I feel about it. And so, and I also think they're going to be a good team. And they are going to be in the playoff mix. Yeah, Tarasi's, I'm just looking at it now, Tarasi's 40. Yeah. De- dear God. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think Sue Bird was 40 last year, right? Yeah, or 41. Um, that's just like a wild, that's a, that's a wildly difficult age to play intense sports at. Yeah. And, and at a high level. And we don't know how much, like, peak Tarasi we're going to have. Like, you know, in the NBA, we're watching, like, LeBron and Steph Curry match up against each other for, Mm -hmm. you know, what might be the last time we see those those two go up against each other. And it's just, like, yeah, I'm just learning to, like, live in that moment more. And so, yeah, that's also, in addition to everything you said, why I feel like I'll also very much be watching the Mercury this year. And they're my team. Yeah. Um, also, uh, this is sort of just like a curveball, but like we talked about that. We talked about it a bunch last year, sort of like watching Fowls and watching um, Sue Bird. And now we're talking about Tarasi. Uh, and I think, you know, the next logical great is is Candace Parker. Is there is there someone obvious after that? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Do you know what I mean? Because, cause like, Brittany's 32. So, I think Brittany's going to be in the league for a while still. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, 36, 37, maybe 38. Um, I just feel like bigs tend to have a shorter, like, shelf life on them. Mm-hmm. Just That's athletically. True. Yeah, I mean, Asia Wilson's, like, really young. Yeah, that's what I mean. A She's lot of like mid twenties. 
Yeah, Jean-Claude Jones is young. Stewie's young. A lot of those sort of like the league is in honestly great hands. But yeah, I feel like this transitional period, there's, uh, to me, I, I feel like Parker and Tarasi signify that like the last guard of, the of that guard. era. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, you also sent me an article about Elena Deladon, who um, has said she's not sitting out games this year due mm-hmm. to injury or like past injuries and saying that she feels stronger than ever which is really exciting be great to see her get to that level again if she can or even closer to like i think like going through that and then being able to sustain a career is always very impressive mm-hmm. and that will be um you know the the mystics seem like there'll be an intriguing watch at the beginning. Like, can yeah. they be at that playoff level or not? Um, in terms of like least interesting. Yeah. I have once again, <laughs> the Dallas wings. Oh my God. Me too. I I, I thought you were, I thought, I thought that was for sure going in a Indiana fever direction. No, absolutely yeah. not. The dream and the fever, which we've decided should be called the gold. Yes. Um, They at least have, young talent totally on the rise yeah that you want to see okay everybody wants to see boston play and how much of a difference she can make etc you know yeah so you know at least they have that where like the dallas wings i'm always confused by them yeah the the write-up on dallas here was sort of like they're good on defense but can they be good on or sorry they're um yeah, they're they're good on offense, but can they be good on defense? And I feel like that to me. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a fan. It's sort of like that's not enough of a selling point. And the there's a there's a stat here where I was reading. I was like, oh man, this is major cringe. So in 2008, uh, when they were still the Detroit Shock, um, which was two moves ago, uh, they had a like a top half of the league defensive rating. And since then, in, su- in the ensuing years, they finished with these rankings in, in the league defense. 8th, 11th, 12th, 11th, 11th, 12th, 11th, 12th, 11th, 8th, no, stop. 10th, 11th, 8th, and 9th. So if you've been a Wings fan, um. I'm not, I'm not sure of the team they were in between the, the shock and wings, but like, yeah, if you've been following this franchise for, for the last decade, like they haven't been a top defensive team, which generally means you don't win. Right. Like I know the sort of uh, the basketball has changed recently as far as like it used to be defense wins championships. And I think that's changed a little while or changed a little bit, but even still like you need to be adequate on defense to be a competitive team. Yeah, that is actually brutal. Yeah. I wonder how um, many coaches they've been through through that time. Um, yeah, I'm going to look it up as we're talking. I was also going to say, uh, I feel like um, minus Deladon, the write-up for the Mystics didn't do a lot for me. It was sort of talking about like how the, you know, the the new coach and how he's He's the youngest coach in the league and he's taken over after his dad. And I'm like that, that like I, coaching stuff is cool. 
but it's sort of like not enough for me to to really feel invested. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's brutal. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, okay, we got to Let's move on. So, uh, Brittany Griner did a press conference, mm-hmm. and she was asked all the tough questions about being in Russia and what that was like for her and what her resolve was and you know how she feels about other people who are wrongfully detained um how she feels about players playing overseas all the things it's a very interesting press conference it's about half an hour long um Freddie what were some of your takeaways from it um I I I have have a ton of takeaways but just to sort of you know for for the listener here they were the Detroit Shock, became the Tulsa Shock, and then became the Dallas Wings. And you were asking about coaches. They've had many coaches. Um, but uh, Fred Fred Williams for a while, Brian Agler, and uh, Vicky Johnson the last two years. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was in a really emotional, historic uh, press conference. I feel like there was there was funny moments there was um you know absolutely moving moments you know uh Brittany joked about uh how she only cried because the reporter who asked her was crying uh you know and you couldn't see from the perspective but when Brittany came out she she told everyone to sit down so she got a standing oh um that was emotional um and you know small little weird things like when she first sat behind when she first sat behind like uh, the table, her mic wasn't working. And I'm like, okay, come on. This is a big deal press conference. And yeah. no one has the mic. Um, was it Holly Rowe that got emotional off the top? I couldn't tell from the voice, to be honest. But yeah, uh, I couldn't. Yeah, you can't always tell who was asking the questions. I thought it might be Holly. Mm hmm. But it's definitely somebody who sounded familiar with with Brittany and I've been covering Brittany this whole time. It was very it was actually very sweet, very touching. It was. Yeah, because there was that sort of like, it's nice to see you and it's nice to see you exchange. Um, Yeah, exactly. And yeah, the question was about resilience and Brittany talked about sort of like digging deep and finding routine. And yeah, like, you know, just definitely like a lot bigger than sports type stuff um i mean so yeah i mean i don't, I don't want to keep going because i don't know no, what, what one thing i you had yeah no it's all good um one thing i loved um was off the top when um britney looked at all the media that were there and was like you know i hope you're actually covering the league yes yeah but not just me mm-hmm. and that you're here for like you know the whole league and what everyone else has to offer because there are clearly reporters there from like cnn and other things who like do not cover basketball at all so i thought that was really interesting i really appreciated that yeah i thought so too i thought that was great and like you know um me we've only been covering you know we're talking about the legend sort of thing and and britney's obviously a legend and we haven't been covering the league that long but it, it was really nice to see britney in that role again not just because of everything that you know, anyone who wanted her back has been through, but also as a reminder, like she speaks so well, she's so composed. Um, Like I thought, you know, some of the questions, like there was a question about 
um, like where on her priority list is advocating, uh, you know, for the, for the, uh, like, uh, attack on, on trans athletes. And, uh, you know, you, you could expect someone saying like, I'm just trying to play basketball. I'm just trying to go back to normal, but she didn't back away from the question at all. She was totally like, that's really high on my list. Uh, everyone deserves to play. And sort of like she, she took that question on and, and I thought that was, yeah, it's special, you know, um, obviously another highlight too. I think this made the the round in, in, in the news, but like, uh, Oh, what did she say about Tarasi? Like making fun of her, like she's a walking, uh, uh, not like, it's like, uh, Oh, like, uh, Something like a walking, not not bag of bones, because nobody says that. Um, and it's also not two foot in the grave, but it was sort of like a walking crypt or some, something saying that she was really old. And it was like, it was fun to see her make fun of Diana mm-hmm. um, and, and that kind of camaraderie. And um, I, I thought another thing, too, that was really sort of puts you in the, the you know, as a viewer, like in the athlete's mindset is how Brittany really, really, you know, thought about it and wanted to be back at the level she was playing, you know, before she, before she went to Russia. And um, yeah, she kind of reminded everyone, like the last time you saw me, I was in the finals. Like I was about to win a championship. Like that's the last time you saw me play basketball. Uh, And that was a reminder to me too, right? It's like, oh man, like, it's like, this is really this is really intense, like for a lot of reasons, like humanitarian reasons, but like also just like basketball reasons too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I am. She also said that, you know, she has no plans on playing internationally again, unless it's for in the Olympics for her country. So she made that very clear. Um, She was also just like (laughs) weirdly complimented on being such a quote, bright light. Mm hmm. You know, like, oh, you're such a bright light, someone said to her, like, you know, yeah. considering all you've been through. And it was like, you know, Brady took it very well. I thought it was super weird to say that to someone because it's like, you're telling me you expect me to be miserable and you're shocked that I'm not. I don't yeah. know why that bothers me. Maybe, it, you know, maybe it's it was, just me, but it's like why are you surprised that I have strength? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know. No, that's a, that that's, that's a good take. Cause it's like a, I think I it didn't really, I didn't really even, you know, I, I guess I thought it was odd, but sort of like just, just kept watching. But like, you know, hearing you say that too, like it is a projection, right? It is someone saying, I expect you to be a certain way. And it's not like letting Brittany be, which yeah, is, is odd to me. Um, and yeah, she even talked about how like getting their first time touching a basketball in San Antonio, um, dunking on, uh, is it Cheryl or Sherelle? Sherelle. Um, dunking on Sherelle, which I thought was hilarious. Um, (laughs) and, and how. Find a wife that lets you dunk on her. Yeah. That was amazing. Um, but just incredible to see like uh and you know talking about how she's not she's not going to forget about paul whelan how she's going to advocate for and has plans to advocate for them um for the for the other prisoner as well and yeah uh, britney's just amazing just like we're all very lucky to have someone 
like this in in the w and in media yeah agreed um moving on to some other news um becky hammond has been in the rumor mill again for nba coaching jobs Mm -hmm. particularly with our toronto raptors that's right really bringing our worlds together here what do you what do you think of it freddie I I am dying to know what you think of it. Uh, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I can go first. Um, I'm yeah, just okay, like, yeah. can I talk? Am I going to cough? You know what I mean? But oh, I can go first. Um, and you, I mean, you know, I can vamp. So yeah, yeah. Well, I know you appreciate that, especially today. Um, first of all, I didn't think she was even going to be an option mm-hmm. based on how the WNBA season goes. And when the NBA season training camp starts, like they would overlap. And so it would mean her having to leave the aces early, pretty much before the NBA draft. So she would have to leave like mid, like early mid June. And that means leaving just as their season gets started. Mm -hmm. And she has such a good situation with the aces that I was just like, why would she leave that? Like it would have like the incentives would have to be so huge, like not just financially, but just like, I don't know, like she is very. And then there was that clip of her. That's like, I'm not going to take a second away from these girls to talk about them boys. So good. Generally them boys. Love. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. Also, I very much feel that um, Becky Hammond was slighted by the NBA. Yeah, me too. By not hiring her in the first place, or like not in the first place, but not hiring her prior to this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much she is personally interested in being in the NBA because of that. I think she has a little like, F you, I'm not going to be your fucking trophy. Yeah. First female coach, so you can pat yourselves on the back and feel good about yourselves. When you hired straight up Chauncey Billups, right? She interviewed for the Portland, Oregon job. They hired Chauncey Billups over her, who was an assistant with the Clippers and won an NBA championship with the Detroit Pistons. But I would still very much consider less qualified as a coach, had fewer years of coaching experience than Becky. Becky had seven years with the Spurs that included a championship as an assistant coach. She's also a WNBA champion. She's also one of the 25 greatest players of all time. And it was just performative BS that they claim to have ever considered her. And then Chauncey Billups has a horrible uh, personal uh, criminal record. Yeah. So there's that. Um, and I think she's just over it. That's my impression. I could be wrong, but I think she's just over it. That's what I think. Freddie, what do you think? Hey, first of all, hear, hear. Um, I totally agree with everything you said. And, you know, back to the, just sort of going to the Portland thing. Um, I was having an online conversation with a friend and we were sort of talking about like the Becky rumors and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I talked about like, you know, I really don't want the Raptors to waste her time. Um, and then sort of we just were, we're going back and forth and, and and chatting. And like, you know, one thing I brought up and I was like doing trying to I was trying to find the quotes. Um, 
but uh, you know, the closest thing I could find, um, because I remember when she was like interviewed as an as an uh, like via the aces, she sort of alluded to feeling that her interviews were not genuine. And so the closest I could find was that uh, in in the Portland interview, it was kind of like Chauncey was the guy and they brought her in anyways. And I think, you know, what, what you're, what you're saying and what, what I, what I think too, is that like, the, she's not down with being tokenized. Like she's a real winner. She's a real coach. She's a legend uh, in the sport. So if you're bringing in Becky, it's because you believe in her. Um, I mean, I think you also can't ignore that it would be historic. Uh, it would be a massive thing for the NBA and for women. Um, and, you know, like people like Pau Gasol have like written articles about like why Becky should be coaching in the league. Uh, I think it would be, as a Raptor fan, I think it would be one of the best things the franchise has ever done. Um, and the, like, like you could go through a long list of like amazing Raptors moments and this would be, this would be right up there. Um, but I mean, that's from a selfish Raptors fan, uh, you know, going, going to sort of what you were saying about like her being over it. I think that's true. The, uh, the, like, like, okay. First of all, I think it's true. Like, I think she's in a good situation. Uh, the aces have tons of money. There's all this stuff recently, like showing the aces facilities, which are like out of control and cool. And like, things are looking good. They're, they're going they're set to repeat. They won the championship and then got Candace Parker. Like it's, it's incredible there. Um, her contract. Uh, and I remember Liz, Liz, Campage sort of complaining about it is $1 million. And uh, Nick nurse who just left the Toronto Raptors, who just fired was getting paid $9 million. So, it's a big, big money difference. Like if the Raptors are like, Hey, we're going to offer you $7 million a year, five year, $7 million contract. Like that's, that is a big difference. So I think that's why, I mean, that that's why I think she has is taking the interview because I think she doesn't want to take it if, if she's not really under consideration. And I think it would be a gigantic race. So yeah, all of that's true. And I think our fan base would truly embrace it. Um, where maybe other fan bases, who knows? Um, I agree. The Raptors. <coughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mute my camera for that one or my mic for that one. You can't catch every cough. You know what I, I mean? can't catch them all. Um, you know, the Raptors really like to pride themselves as a progressive um organization whether mm -hmm. that's true or not who knows yeah. but they like to think of themselves as that so yeah. you know yeah no they, they they do and i feel like the raptors have always sort of said that that's what they do and this is a bit of an nba tangent but rumors have come out that uh ime udoka um who was coaching the celtics uh and uh, you know uh was was like there was a bunch of accusations of uh um like inappropriate relationships and potentially harassment. And obviously, you know, I don't know, I'm not a reporter um, what the exact truth is there, but he was suspended by Boston, et cetera. Uh, he was going to coach the Brooklyn nets and then wasn't, um, you know, like things got too noisy there and he joined Houston 
And one of the first quotes was him sort of saying that the Raptors are like this middling team. And then Tillman Fertitta, who's the owner there, sort of said like, he, like you know, every good Christian should forgive him. And then subsequent rumors have said, <laughs> I know, right? Which, which is, is so funny. Just shady. Um, uh, subsequent rumors have said that uh, his camp viewed Toronto as too woke. So if he were to be our coach, we would have been angry about it. And which anyways, is true. Yeah, it's true. That is that makes true. Me proud. Yeah, like, it makes I me like proud that. also. You know what I mean? And I like that it's like, yeah, we would be we would want accountability. So if you if you're not if you're not down to be accountable, then enjoy Texas. Yeah, which you know and to our Texas listeners. Shout out you know, to you. Shout out to you. Because you, you. you're surrounded by people that seem terrifying to me personally, or their views are, let's put it that way. Um, you know what? It's weird because we get just like a lot of news about the U.S. And it's like every day it's like another law is being rolled back. And it's like really scary um, as an outsider. So I can't even imagine how it is for people who are there that are like living with this. So, you know. I definitely feel for the people who are living with this. You know, they're trying to roll back divorce laws. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Yeah, it's in the New York Times. I my, read that. Um, my family in the U.S. lives in South Carolina, so. Oh, gosh. Shit, yeah. goes, shit goes down in South Kakalaki, let me tell you. <laughs> South Kakalaki? Do they, is that just, is that a Freddy exclusive? I've heard Caitlin say it, who's my, who's my wife. That's and, so funny. Uh, is from South Carolina, so. I don't know where it comes from, but uh, I like okay. it. Okay, that, that that's fun. That's very fun. Um, Freddie, it's time for a fun question. I think it is. Do we want to say more about Becky? Because we can. Um, no, I think we covered it. Uh, okay. Yeah. I feel. Yeah, I feel would like... love to have her. Let me say that. I don't want to not let. Let's not leave that out. I would yeah. love to have Becky. I just feel for the BS that she's had to put up with. Yes. And don't want her to have to go through that anymore. But if it works out and she's here, we might have to do an emergency pod, Freddie. Oh, my God. We wild. might have to do an emergency pod. I might cry tears of joy. It'd be like nuts. It would actually be such a huge deal. Actually, Freddie, you need to promise me right now that we would do an emergency Becky Hammond is in Toronto pod 100%. before any of those other loser Raptor Republic people get to it and then squash my podcast. I've wow. I've said I've said it to them directly. They stole my Fridays from me. So my NBA pod is dipping in ratings because they're releasing episodes on top of me. Whatever. It's a whole thing. Don't mess with Catherine. Don't even care. Don't mess about with Becky. Don't even care about ranting about it here. But yeah, if she comes here, we will be thrilled and it will be a really big deal. We should say that. Yeah, it, it, it would be gigantic. I also feel like, yeah, I, I mean, that we're, we're dipping too much into Raptor specific stuff, but I think she would deal with our current situation in the best possible way. And she would, I think it would make a dramatic on-court difference. Um, very clearly, I uh, it's weird because I uh, let me just finish with this. I also feel the like the the energy where it's sort of like this. It's this privileged conversation where it's sort of like, you know, I don't want her to leave the W. Like I think that's not. If I was an Aces fan, I'd be like, what the what the hell is this? 
I have ridiculous. one other thing to say, actually. And about and this. but as a Raptors specifically fan, like if this was some other NBA team, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. But like as a Raptors fan, I'm like, damn, this would be so good. But also, you know, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very happy with her staying in the W as well. One last thing I should say about it, while I still have a voice left, um, I don't think Becky's name is the only name that should be considered for NBA coaching jobs. Mm-hmm. I think Don Staley could be a coach in the NBA. You know, yeah. like I really think Don Staley could be a coach in the NBA. And there are many NCAA coaches that have made the leap into the NBA. Uh, Billy Donovan is the last one I remember doing it, but it's happened before. Oh, and I don't, and I don't think uh, Becky's name should be the only name that is considered. And I think it would be, um, it would appear to me less performative if there were other women's names mentioned in conversations like that this. that's a great point and w- was it you saying um before like just like in an online conversation that you feel like Teresa weatherspoon should be considered as well oh she's another one yes um she absolutely should be she's been an assistant with the pelicans for a few years now yeah and coached at a lot of levels and yeah she's an olympian sort of like, yeah she you know had a great wnba career one of the greatest uh half court shots of all time yeah yeah, Teresa Weatherspoon is another one. Uh, that's a great one. Thank you. Um, okay, cool. Uh, Freddie's fun question. You ready? Uh, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, go. Um, okay, so uh, the Met Gala went down. Uh, I'm not very fashionable. I I must admit, I you wear I, a lot of free T-shirts. I wear a lot of free T-shirts. But you know what? So are they. Yeah, at the uh, Met well, Gala. I like that. I like that. Um, I, I appreciate like pomp and circumstance. I don't I don't care much about uh I guess like nice clothing in that regard, but I get why it matters. So I'm not, I'm not here to stomp on any fun. Um but uh first let's get to what we were talking about before the pod, which is hilarious. Uh a cockroach was on the runway, uh and the photographer was like photographer like felt the moment and took photos of the cockroach. The crowd went wild. That's one of the best things I've ever seen. So let me just get that out of the way. Yeah, we both ha- had some ranting or riffing about the uh, cockroach prior to recording. That's just good stuff. Um, and the other thing is uh, uh, Sherelle and um, Brittany went to the gala, looked great. And so our, my question to you is um, me and you are going uh, to the Met Gala with Brittany and Sherelle, what are we wearing? Ooh. What's our look? L E W K. Okay. Um. So, I so this year's theme was like Carl Lagerfeld. Okay. The designer, the, the Chanel designer. So that's I'm why every trouble because I don't know who that is. <laughs> no, that's fine. Carl Lagerfeld is uh has been the main designer behind Chanel for a very long time. So it was like an ode to him and his designs. Although there sure. were pe- there were other designers, but it was like an ode to him, basically. Okay. That's why it was a lot of black and white. I see. Okay. You saw that it was a lot of black and white, though. There wasn't I a did. lot of color. I did see that, yes. Okay, so there you go. 
But personally, I enjoy the campier themes. Actually, one year the Met Gala's theme was, in fact, camp. And I think that's one of the best themes they've ever had. Like, I like when people are outrageous on yes. that on that carpet. Yeah, me too. So I think if I was going specifically with Brittany Griner and Sherelle, and I had the opportunity to do something campy in, like you know avant-garde etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. i would have you know i've talked a lot about the jersey dress yes but i haven't done a dress made out of basketballs okay that's good so i would have a whole dress made out of basketballs you know cut up in different ways sure um with a cascading train connected by um like little chains okay yes i know so you're talking each about piece like... of basketball is connected with like a little chain mm-hmm. i think all the basketballs would be painted like white or something or maybe even an ombre you know what i mean so like it's a white into another color or something i'm gonna Google and it would ombre, have but yes ombre is a color grading okay so it's like a one color and then it fades into another color and then you see the different colors as it fades into Shit. Okay. like a sunset. Wow. Does that make sense? That's what ombre is. Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay. So I'd have an ombre of a white into something. I'm not sure. Could be pink. Could be orange. Could okay. be all kinds okay. of things. Um, But it would be like, yeah, it would be like a short dress, like maybe knee length or a bit higher. But then with a long train and it's all basketballs and then just connecting chains. Because I think that would be the campiest thing I could wear. That's amazing. With Brittany Griner on a red carpet. Yeah. Well, yeah, totally. Like, the, like it, Or it, it could be a leopard print train. I, okay, always, I was waiting to be like, I was, uh, is a leopard I'm print coming in? Like... Leopard print. Okay, um, it'll it'll ombre into a leopard print train <laughs> painted on the basketballs. There we go. I'm glad you said it because I was going to ask you what about leopard print. Yeah, I almost um, forgot who I am. So yeah. thanks. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, I think that this is one of the best questions I've ever asked. This is a great one, Freddie. Well be- done. Because usually I start, and I feel like you're like, oh, Freddie's question. We'll see. If, we'll see if I can cook up something. But this one, you were raring and ready to go. Um, okay, here's mine. I I immediately went camp because I feel like I, I like the attention. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be respectful to uh, Brittany and Sherelle as well. I didn't want to, like, take the focus from them. So I thought... Oh, of wow, what... unlike me. No, yours is... It's complimentary. It's good. It's like... Yeah, thank you. Up. Yeah, it's complimentary. Um, yeah, there we go. So... I'm thinking me and you, um, and this is good because it was uh, like, I guess I was sort of thinking black and white, but like wasn't really too, I wasn't thinking about colors too much, but black and white's actually perfect. Um, we are, uh, we, we share a piece together. So we have to walk around everywhere we go. That's... Um, right. So I'm going full Halloween here. You know what I mean? Like, this is like. This is like we're we're spending That's the night amazing. together. Amazing. Like, That's a very Freddy answer. Yeah. If if you're like, you know what I mean? Like, like I gotta go to the washroom, it would be like shit. Like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. Because um, we're attached. And anyway, so we are a chessboard is like the backdrop. 
and we're a king and a queen on a chessboard, which is like a shout out to uh, Sherelle and Brittany. Yeah. Um, or maybe in this scenario, we should be pawns. I don't know. I didn't Ooh. think about. I didn't think about it enough. No, um, I mean, I don't want to be too a, political. I don't want to be a pawn. Yeah, like I think it'd be cool if, like, what if you're like a knight or something? Yeah, I'm a knight, and like, um, you know, they could do like the <laughs> king and queen or like queen and queen thing, depending on like what they yes. want to do, and then like, and then you could be like a knight or something, or or a jester, which is your true role. And like, yeah, my true role. You know what? Okay, here's what we're doing. Because okay, the, the other thing we haven't named is a bishop. Nobody wants to be a bishop. It's kind of like a priest. So true. Um, they're king and queen or whatever, or queen and queen. I love how we just casually were like, no one wants to be a priest. Nobody needs to be a bishop. Come on. Nobody wants to be a pawn. Yeah, yeah, Nobody yeah, wants yeah. to be a bishop. Yeah. You are a knight. Um uh and I am no, sorry. Uh are we on this together? We're doing it together. So you're the rook. So I should have had you in mine. It's okay. I'll, you can I'll have a up. basketball suit. Yeah, I'll hold up. I'll, you know, I'll be like, I'll be David S. Pumpkins. You know what I mean? Uh, I love. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean a suit made out of. I mean a, I mean, oh, that's fun. I meant a suit made out of basketballs. Or I'm just like a camo, and, it's ca- and I look like a court. Okay, sure, whatever you want, <laughs> Freddie. Okay. Anyways. Honestly, whatever you want. <laughs> you're, you're like, just come to the Met Gala and don't embarrass me. That's. That's your energy. You're like, you're like, just don't say anything dumb when we meet Carl Lagerfeld. Oh my god, it hurts to laugh. Um, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'll be chill around Carl. Um, We'll be chill. You would be chill around Carl. I would. I don't doubt that at all. Like first, you'd be like, you'd be like, who's this guy? He looks hilarious. I I would be. I'm like, why is this guy holding the cat? Cool. Yeah. Um, Sweet. Yeah. Chessboard. Um. I like I okay, if we if we went together with them. I like you being a jester and me being the knight. I think that's very fun. It'd be good. That would be really good for us, actually. Yeah. Um. It'd be okay. good promo. Yeah, it would be good promo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not not true. That's actually yeah. quite true. We'd be at the Met Gala, but like, what do you guys want to talk about? Like, honestly, our pod. We do a podcast. Why would podcasters be like Matt Galloway? Yeah, we that's don't even, like a, that's we a, don't even talk about fashion. That's a very elevated role for a podcaster. But like, listen, we can. Yeah, do it's not even a fashion podcast. But uh, that's incredible. You know, one can dream. Um. Yeah. Okay. Great. So there we go. That's our yeah. that's our episode. Thank you all again so much for tuning in this week. I pray that I am better next week. We will have a bonus episode next week mm-hmm. uh, with an exclusive interview. So please stay tuned for that. And uh, and then that following weekend, we're at the game. Yeah, this is going to be a very, very exciting time for us. Huge week for us. I'm so excited. Uh, thank you all again for listening. We're so excited for the season coming up. And uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.